Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we make a short visit to the Old Testament book of Obadiah. It's easy to encapsulate the message of Obadiah. Edom was the nation descended from Esau, the twin brother of Jacob, later given the name Israel. Edom was going to be judged for how they treated the nation of Israel. This, the shortest book in the Old Testament, reveals God's plan for Edom. Please follow along with Pastor Harris as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Obadiah, or Esau, the sequel. Now, there's a little bit of history here. The capital city of Edom was Petra. They named their city after a large construction company in Boise, Idaho. Well, no, actually, they both named it because Petra means rock or stone. Uh, Petra was tucked into rugged mountains that were accessible by land only through a very deep, very narrow gorge. You couldn't march an army through there. You could ride a horse or ride a camel through it single file. That's the only way you could get there. And nobody had an air force in those days. So this was like the impregnable city. You couldn't attack it. You could defend it very easy from a military strategy standpoint. So they had a great sense of security and pride. I've not yet been there. I'd like to go someday to see it with my own eyes, but I have a feeling the pictures are pretty uh, pretty useful. The ruins of Petra are among the most famous in the world. There is this very narrow passageway through this very narrow canyon, and then it opens up into an area where the the city itself is actually carved into uh, the rock. And you can see as you get through there, it's it's just a it. There's no place like it on earth. When you get inside that passageway, you'll notice uh, they're very strict about parallel parking uh, there. Um, but this is one of the most famous places on earth, and. They were proud of it. But I want to say to you, don't tell God how great you are. Don't dangle in front of Him that you are perfectly secure. You can't fool God and you can't defend yourself against His judgment. The only place you are perfectly secure is in His grace in Jesus Christ. That's the only way you will be spared judgment. So look how the book of Obadiah opens, the first four verses. Thus says Yahweh concerning Edom. You don't have any doubt what the theme of this book is. This is God talking about what's going to happen to Edom. We have heard a report from Yahweh, and an envoy has been sent among the nations saying, Arise, and let us arise against her for battle. Behold, I will make you small among the nations you are greatly despised. The arrogance of your heart has deceived you, you who dwell in the clefts of the cliff, 
in the height of your habitation, who says in his heart, who will bring me down to earth? We've got the perfect place to defend ourselves. Though you build loftily like the eagle, though you set your nest among the stars, from there I will bring you down, declares Yahweh. God is in charge, and he's the judge, and your pride will bring you down. Now, here's another principle to draw from this. Wait until the end before you pronounce judgment. You see, it seemed like Edom had carved out for himself a pretty good deal in spite of his twin brother's trickery. I mean, he became the head of a a whole nation. There was the favoritism that Rebekah showed in, in manipulating Isaac, and Esau thought he won that round. Well, it seemed like Edom was in control when they rejected Israel's request to pass through. It seemed like Edom was overpowering when they attacked Israel during the days of the kings. It seemed like Edom had the absolutely perfect place to be immune from any kind of attack. But understand, God never leaves rebellion unpunished. If it has not yet been punished, it will be. This refers to Edom's past with Israel and refers to looking forward from Edom's day to the time when they would cheer over the destruction of Jerusalem that was going to come in 586 BC. It's down in Obadiah 10 and 11. Because of violence to your brother Jacob, you will be covered with shame and you will be cut off forever. On the day that you stood aloof, on the day that strangers carried off his wealth and foreigners entered his gate and cast lots for Jerusalem, you too were as one of them. I was saying, you're, you're laughing at Israel being carried off into captivity. Yours is coming. When God chastened Israel, Edom refused to offer assistance, even though their family history was close to Israel and very far away from Babylon. You would think they'd be more drawn to be on Israel's side than the Babylonians. When God chastened Israel, Edom, instead of helping, they rejoiced and they gloated. When God chastened Israel, Edom was happy to swoop in and plunder Jerusalem after the Babylonians were done. When God chastened Israel, Edom actually hindered the escape of the refugees. The lesson's pretty clear. Never gloat over God judging someone else, especially Israel. When you gloat over someone else being punished, you're missing a very important fact. You deserve it as much or more as the ones over whom you're gloating. Obadiah 12 through 14. Do not gloat over your brother's day, meaning day of judgment, the day of his misfortune. And do not rejoice over the sons of Judah in the day of their destruction. Yes, do not boast in the day of their distress. Do not enter the gate of my people in the day of their disaster. Yes, you do not gloat over their calamity in the day of their disaster. And do not loot their wealth in the day of their disaster. Do not stand at the fork of the road to cut down their fugitives. And do not imprison their survivors in the days of their distress. All things that Edom eventually did. When you rejoice over the calamity that someone else falls into, especially 
when you rejoice over the suffering of any of God's people, you are putting yourself in a very bad position. God sees and he never forgets. Don't forget Hebrews 4.13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. And all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Your character is not demonstrated only by what you say and what you do. Your character includes what you think and what you intend to do or what you wish you could do or who you're gloating over, even if there's no one else around to see it. You can't hide from God. Not only can you not hide from Him, but His knowledge and His justice are perfect. Here's another lesson for you. We would call this not only Edom. See, the history between Israel and Edom was long. There were lots of incidents dating all the way back to well, Jacob and Esau in the womb, then in their youth, then in their adult lives, then as they became the heads of nations, judgment was coming upon Edom for all the accumulated guilt, and it was very specific. And here's the principle that we pluck from Obadiah at this point. Understand, this applies not just to Edom. This applies to all nations, and this applies to every individual in every nation. Look at Obadiah, verses 15 and 16. For the day of Yahweh draws near on all the nations. So what's the value of a little one-page book tucked away in a part of your Bible that you find hard to find? It's because this tells you what God is like in dealing with all people and all nations. For the, (laughs) the day of Yahweh draws near on all the nations. As you have done, it will be done to you. In other words, God is going to judge perfectly for all the things you've done. And by the way, you've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Your dealings will return on your own head. Because just as you all drank on my holy mountain, all the nations will drink continually. They will drink and swallow, and they will be as if they never were. When Jeremiah came along and he ministered, Babylon was flying high. They were going to be coming in and swooping in to take Israel captive, moved, of course, by the hand of God. But Jeremiah had the same message for Babylon that Obadiah has for Edom, and God would have the same message for us. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 29, summon many against Babylon, all those who bend the bow, and camp against her on every side, let there be no escape. Repay her according to her work, according to all that she has done, so do to her. For she has become arrogant against Yahweh, against the Holy One of Israel. So if you're tempted to relegate all of this stuff to far-off lands in the dusty pages of history, well, don't. Jesus says exactly the same on a personal level that God says about the nations. You know it in Matthew chapter 7, Sermon on the Mount. Do not judge so that you will not be judged, for in the way you judge, you will be judged, and by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. See, God is perfectly fair, and He is absolutely righteous. 
and all of his judgments are perfect. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.